Zeke Joplin. Hello and welcome to the Joplin Globe's weekly recap podcast. I'm digital editor Joe Hadsell and I hope you're having a good Memorial Day weekend so far. Saturday was blissfully free of rain and it was supposed to rain so I hope you got a chance to mow your lawn or grill some wonderful food. My gutters had maple trees growing in them and that's a bad place for maple trees to grow so I'm told. Anyway let's prepare you for this week by catching you up on last week. It's May 24, and here's what happened last week. One year after the Carl Junction tornado, residents in Briarbrook are hopeful after having time to mend their lives back together, but the haunting twister continues to take a toll on their mental and physical health. An EF3 tornado with an estimated peak wind speed of 140 miles an hour touched down in the Briarbrook area at 8.05 p.m. on May 22, 2019, the eighth anniversary of the Joplin tornado. It destroyed or damaged more than 330 homes and uprooted hundreds of trees. Homeowners outside of city limits in Jasper County were also impacted, where dozens of trees were thrown around like ragdolls. The community sheltered in place or sought refuge in nearby storm shelters, resulting in minimal injuries and zero deaths in the immediate area. Authorities said the same storm resulted in three deaths about 30 miles northeast in the Golden City area in Barton County. Steve Lawver, city administrator for Carl Junction, said the city is well past recovery and has returned to normal. A majority of residents have rebuilt, and only a few houses were torn down and never reconstructed. A woman arrested when Joplin police discovered that she was keeping her husband's body in a freezer in her bedroom has taken legal action to get the body returned to her. Barbara J. Waters, 67, filed a lawsuit against Joplin police, the city government, and the Jasper County coroner. The suit was moved to federal court this week by an attorney representing the police. The suit alleges that the body of her husband, Paul Barton, is being kept by the coroner's office in disregard of a letter seeking its return, and that police continue to hold various items taken during the search of her home and discovery of her husband's body in November that she also wants back, including the couple's marriage license and a document granting her power of attorney with respect to her husband. Waters says her husband suffered from a rare form of Lou Gehrig's disease and died of the illness in their home at the age of 71, terrified that doctors might harvest his organs for research. In November of 2019, Waters was arrested and charged with abandonment of a corpse. A judge dismissed the charge on January 31st, noting that Waters' actions suggested that she did not abandon the body, as prohibited by law, but simply sought to preserve it and keep it close to her. The Joplin School District is proposing to head back to class on Thursday, August 13, a full week and a half earlier than it was originally set to return for fall classes. The revised calendar for the 2020-21 academic year, to be considered by the Joplin Board of Education this week, also lists May 13 as the last day of school, moved up from the original last day of May 24. Other aspects of the revised version remain the same as the version originally adopted by the board in December. There would be 170 attendance days in the year, with Christmas break scheduled from December 21 to January 1, and spring break scheduled March 22 to 26. District officials said their desire to start school earlier in the fall is because of the coronavirus pandemic, which closed local schools in mid-March and forced instruction online. Superintendent Melinda Moss said administrators and teachers want to start school earlier to re-engage with their students as soon as possible. 
Some learning loss is expected over the summer, but that's coupled this year with students missing in-person classes for the entirety of the fourth quarter this spring, she said. In his introductory news conference to the Missouri Southern State University campus on Tuesday, incoming President Dean Van Galen reiterated his support for students and their education. Van Galen, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-River Falls, was named Monday by the Southern Board of Governors to be the university's sixth president. He will begin on July 1 and succeed Alan Marble, whose retirement will be effective on June 30. When asked about his primary goal for the university during his first year as president, Van Galen referred to Southern's existing strategic plan, which was developed to guide the university through 2023 in areas such as student success, affordability, research, and partnerships. He said he doesn't believe he should arrive on campus on July 1 with a plan of his own for Missouri Southern and would instead focus on three areas of the strategic plan providing an outstanding, affordable, and educational experience for students, building bridges between the university and the community, particularly in areas that highlight talent, workforce, and economic development, and inspiring commitment to the university's mission and future, including from the community, elected officials, and alumni. And finally this week, one more bit of news from Southern. The university is moving forward toward fully opening campus this fall, keeping backup plans in place should the COVID-19 pandemic continue to develop. The university anticipates offering face-to-face classes and a full slate of campus activities, President Alan Marble said. Admissions and enrollment are underway, and the fall schedule book is available at mssu.edu. Missouri Southern's financial aid office is also working to ensure students are prepared to continue their education this fall. For more information, go to mssu.edu slash financial aid. And that will do it for this week's episode. On behalf of all of us at The Globe, we'd like to thank all of our veterans and our currently serving armed forces for your service to the country. We're big fans of the First Amendment here at The Globe. We like to think we fight politicians against the loss of rights or the limits of freedom, but our fight is nothing like yours. From the bottom of our hearts, our gratitude goes out to you and your families. I'm Digital Editor Joe Hadsel. We hope you enjoy the rest of your holiday and have a wonderful week. Music